Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's special episode of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. As many of you know, I am the founder and producer of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, and our world-class jazz festival brings the best contemporary jazz talent to Milwaukee's beautiful Fresh Coast every summer. The 2024 festival will be our fifth anniversary, and it's taking place August 22nd through 24th, with concerts happening at the historic Pabst Theater and a few new events that we added in this year. So it's going to be a fantastic time. The festival truly is a party with a purpose because not only do we bring the world-class jazz talent to town, our festival proceeds go towards doing philanthropic work in Milwaukee. It's really important for us that we are about helping the community and being a part of the fabric of the community. So in fact, since our inception in 2019, Fresh Coast Jazz Festival has provided scholarships to eight deserving college students, sent over 40 young people to music camps, provided eight grants to support music programs at area schools, provided backpacks and school supplies to needy students, participated in an instrument drive that got instruments in the hands of students who want to play but couldn't afford to play, made donations to financial literacy programs, and medical research initiatives. And last year, for the very first time, we did something that was super cool and a lot of fun. We did a benefit concert for children and families who were receiving treatment at Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. So we do a lot of stuff to help in the community. That's a big part of our mission. But another big part of our mission is to bring great contemporary jazz to Milwaukee and the fans in Milwaukee that love contemporary jazz. So on today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a sneak peek of the 2024 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival and announce our artists for the festival. You'll hear it here for the first time. So today on the show, we're announcing all of the artists that are going to be playing the 2024 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. As I mentioned before, this is our fifth anniversary. And one of the things we really wanted to do with this anniversary is to have a really, really special audience. Or I should say not audience. We'll always want to have a special audience. But have a really, really special lineup. One of the things we always are thinking about and always striving to do and always being mindful of when we put together our shows is, is that we know from our fans telling us what they want to hear and who they want to see coming to the festival, that they want to see the popular acts, but they're also interested in seeing some of the up-and-coming talent. And so this year, we think we've got an awesome mix of talent, of young and -and up-and-coming talent, as well as those folk that you know, that you love, that you've seen throughout. Helping me share with you our lineup for this year is going to be our producer, Suzanne. Suzanne, how are you today? I'm great. It's a little cold, but happy to be here and uh, always excited to hear about the festival and what's going on. And I'm excited. I don't even know who's coming this year. So I know. I've been, really keep, I've been keeping it under wraps. You know, in fact, we one of the contracts we just got signed yesterday. So, you know, under wraps for us to keep it a little bit of a secret, but also because we were trying to get some of the I's dotted and the T's crossed. But yes, we have it all together now. And so we're really excited about it. So this year's festival is good. Like I said, it's going to consist of some of the most popular popular artists in contemporary jazz, along with some amazing hot young talent that has really been taking the smooth jazz world by storm. There's close to two dozen Grammy nominations among the artists, countless hits, and again, just 
a, a bevy of songs that if you listen to contemporary or smooth jazz radio, that I'm sure you have heard from all of these artists. In addition to the talent, we've expanded the event to three days this year. So the festival usually was on a Friday and a Saturday this year. We're going to open it on Thursday, August 22nd with a very fun, unique event that we're calling the pairing. Okay. So what's the pairing you might add? Well, the pairing is a wine tasting paired with live music. Okay. So this year, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be pairing some fantastic wines with the music of Grover Washington Jr. performed by saxophonist Marcus Adams. Wow, that's cool. And I know you and your wife love wine. I know you guys like the winery tours. <laughs> and uh, So that's really cool that you've been able to bring, you know, two things that you love together. Yeah. And I got to be completely honest about this idea, right? Like this idea, we were, I'm going to say probably 10 years ago, we were at a Food Network event down in Chicago at Ravinia Theater. And they did this where they paired a wine tasting with the music of the Rolling Stones. And we thought, oh, we got to do that at some point in time. So so this year, we did it on, in 2019, and it was successful. And we're bringing it back again this year. So we're starting off on Thursday, August 22nd with a pairing, okay? But all the other main events, all the other concerts are going to be at the Pabst Theater, okay? Shows are going to open on Friday, August 23rd at 6 p.m. And the first act of Friday evening is going to be absolutely amazing, okay? Check this out. In the history of the Billboard charts, there have only been four artists whose first four releases from their debut albums went to number one on the charts. That's pretty amazing. That's rarefied air, right? I'm talking about every chart across the rock charts, the jazz charts, the pop charts, any Billboard charts. Only four artists have accomplished that feat. The artists that accomplished that were Paula Abdul, Mariah Carey, George Michael, and our artist for the 2024 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, Ryan Lavalette. Ryan is going to be teaming up with Grammy-nominated fellow Seabreeze rising star and an artist who's been on the top of the charts multiple times in the past couple of years, Nathan Mitchell, who's a keyboardist extraordinaire. These two are going to put on one heck of a show, and this is a show you're not going to see in many places around the country. So if you like these guys, if you're interested in seeing history being made, you got to come check these guys out at the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. So te- let's take a listen to a song from each one of these guys, okay? Okay. We're going to play Nathan's smash hit from 2023, 100% Cotton. And then we're going to listen to Ryan's most recent number one hit, Lover's Melody.
So taking the stage after Nathan and Ryan on Friday, August 23rd, is the woman who has become a powerhouse in smooth jazz. It seems like every year she's has a couple of hit number one hits. And do you remember this song from about a year ago?
that was Kim Scott. Kim is a flautist extraordinaire. She plays contemporary jazz music. She plays classical music. She has her own radio show. She is a professor. She is doing all kinds of things. And I have not had a chance to see her live yet, but I've watched a bunch of her YouTube videos. And let me tell you, she puts on one heck of a show. That sounds great. I I can't believe you've got... I mean, I, I'm excited to hear who the next people are, but already I'm kind of floored by the talent that's that's already going to be here just in the beginning. Yeah. You know, Ryan is coming all the way from New Zealand. Oh, wow. Ryan lives in New Zealand and he just took, he's a multi-instrumentalist. He is a producer. He is having great success. And he and Nathan happened to share the same management. So when I went to talk to who their manager happens to be the sister of Najee, the great saxophone player. So when I went to talk to her about acts, we were like, let's put Nathan and Ryan together. And Nathan, if you've not seen Nathan, Nathan is absolutely electric on stage. He's a keyboard player. He's a vocalist. He played in Najee's band for a long, long time and has played with lots of other artists over the years, but has really, over the last few years, been focusing on his solo career. And he has just been going gangbusters. He's had two number one hits off of his last album. So he's going to be super excited. And Kim is someone that I've always wanted to have on the festival. We just didn't have an opportunity to make it happen before. But I got to tell you, like I said, Seems like every year she has a couple of number one hits and she just keeps turning out hit after hit after hit after hit. And so we're really excited about having her. And they've, they've all been on the podcast before, right? So if, if folks yeah. are interested and they want to know a little bit more about them, they can look up past episode, Absolutely. take a listen, get to know them a little bit and, you know, get excited and, you know, buy the tickets, come on out. That's a great point, Suzanne. They have all been on the podcast. And interestingly, that's one of the things, one of the values of the podcast that, that for me is that I didn't get into the podcast for this to be the case. But what it has done is, is it's introduced me to some of these artists and their work ethic and how they go about their business. And Najee said something to me a couple of years ago that I'll never forget. He said, work with people that you like, you know, only work with people that you like. And it's allowed me to build a rapport with some of these artists. So like, not only am I impressed with them musically, I'm impressed with them as people. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, we put them on the bill at the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. And how hard is it to find people? You know, I mean, yeah. you, you've built a great network here. I mean, I think we're on episode 122 right yeah. now. That's yeah. a lot of episodes yeah. for yeah. a podcast. So it you've is. met a lot of people. But, you know, how do you get people? How do you get in yeah. touch with people? And how, I mean, some of these names are really big. I mean, you can't just call them up on the right, phone right. and say, hey, come and be <laughs> in my, my, my festival. Yeah, I tell you, this is interesting because, um, you know, the whole, you know, I think it's a couple of de- degrees of separation. It re- really, truly is the deal here, right? So a couple of things have happened along the way. One, with the festival, I think we've built a good reputation for putting on a good show, treating the artists well. And the smooth jazz community is not a huge community. It's a relatively small community, right? And one of the things that happens is that people tell their colleagues that, hey, man, I was in Milwaukee. I played that gig and it was really cool. Like the, the venue was great. The people were good. They had a great time. I was treated well, you know. And so what that has done is, is that's allowed us to maybe expedite our ability to connect with some people. Because oftentimes when I call and ask someone about either being on the podcast or being on the festival, 
they've already heard about the podcast or they've already heard about the festival. And in a lot of cases nowadays, people are coming to me saying, hey, I really love to play your festival. And a lot of times I'll say as well, you know, um, would love to have you on the podcast, you know. So that helps us. So, yeah, in the beginning it was a little bit harder. But now that we have a little bit of a reputation and we've been doing it for five years now, which seems like it's – it doesn't seem like we've been doing it for that long at all. You know, it's a little bit easier to, to get people to say, yeah, I want to be a part of it. Well, I think that's a testament to the work that you and Nicole, your wife, put into the show. And Thank on you. all the details, it's a it's a lot of work. Yeah. And just to make people feel special when they're there. And, you know, not only the, the folks who are watching the show, but the artists that are coming yeah. in and, and every piece along the way. That, that yeah. really shows that you guys... You know, it's, it's your baby, and it is. <laughs> you yeah. put a lot of work into it. And I'll tell you, one of the things that when we started this, my wife and I thought about was, and, and really, you know, have focused on, it's like, we said that when we, if we were to do this, whenever people came to visit, we would want them to feel like they were coming into our home. And so that's how we treat all of the artists when the artists come here. You know, one of the things that we do and have been doing since our inception is we give each artist, not just the headline artist or the leader of the band, Everybody gets a swag bag when they come to town, right? And last year at the festival, those swag bags included some pretty cool things, a really nice expensive pair of headphones, baseball caps, some coffee, some other food things, a book about Milwaukee, and a couple of other things in the swag bags. But I had an artist who's been a professional musician for over 40 years come up to me and say, Carl, as long as I've been doing this, no one has ever done anything this nice for us when we went to a town. So it matters to take care of people. Yeah, those so little touches, important. little special touches. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So closing out Friday night's performances is, I'm not supposed to say this, but really my personal favorite contemporary jazz artist. I love them all, but this artist is really, really someone that I've been listening to for a long, long time. And this is the very first time we were able to have him at the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. And it's fitting that we're having him here for our fifth anniversary. In fact, my wife used to accuse me of stalking him because anytime he was within six hours of Milwaukee, I would be like, we're going to this show, you know? And in fact, the idea to do the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival was hatched in 2017 at his concert at the Indianapolis Jazz Festival um, inside the beautiful Madam C.J. Walker Theater. We're going to play a couple of his songs and then see if you can figure out who this artist is.
That's right. Headlining Friday, August 23rd, is 12-time Grammy nominee and Grammy winner Kirk Whalem. So, like, if you know Kirk, if you've been to a Kirk show, the thing I love about a Kirk show is it's always high energy. The musicianship is just phenomenal from start to finish. His bands are always some of the tightest bands that you'll find anywhere. And usually, and his band members are really accomplished people in their own right, too. Like, these are all people that have their own successful solo careers. But Kirk is such an icon that they love to play with him, right? And so we can't be more excited about having Kirk Whalem close out the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival on Friday, August 23rd. Yeah, and so you you said that that was kind of the, the inspiration for getting the jazz festival together, but I, I know there was another inspiration too, and, and you've talked about it a lot on the show, but I, I just think it's it's so special and yeah. it's, it's so wonderful. If you could talk a little bit about your, your mom I and dad. I sure will. And... Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we never really set out to do a jazz festival. I owned an ad agency for about 20 years, and my, my goal when I left the ad agency was to get into teaching, right? And teaching at the college level, which I also do now, right? But when we started the ad agency, I asked my mom and my dad to invest in the company. And my mom and my dad said, sure, we'll invest in your company under one condition, my dad said. And that condition was that I ran the business in a fashion where I would have to never have to bow my head when I walked across somebody on the street, right? And so that was who my parents were. They were just people who were just good, salt-of-the-earth, hardworking people who believed in being straightforward and honest and treating people the way you wanted to be treated. So to honor that investment... I wanted to do something nice for my parents, something to say, I appreciate you, and something to say, thank you for for doing this. So fast forward several years, I started a scholarship fund in my parents' names. Unfortunately, shortly after I started the scholarship fund, my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And that was quite a blow, right? But we were blessed that he was alive to know that we started the scholarship fund And slightly before we were able to award the first scholarship, my dad passed away. But in what ended up being the second to last conversation I ever had with my dad, my dad said to me, son, as you go forward in life, I want you to always remember to think of others more highly than yourself. And as you can imagine for a father and a son, you know, like that's a that's a pretty heavy thing. You know, I wrestled with that for a couple of years, prayed about it, thought about it, talked to my wife about it, didn't know exactly what it meant. I knew it meant something philanthropically, but I wasn't sure what it was, right? So a year to the date after my dad passed away, my mom passed away, which was those words took on even more meaning then. My mom and my dad were great school sweethearts. And, you know, to lose both of them in such short time was really a struggling time, a hard time for us. But there was this thing hanging out there saying, hey, I want you to think of others more highly than yourself. So after a lot of prayer, after a lot of consternation, after a lot of thought, a lot of talk with my wife about what does that mean? How do we do this? How do we honor that challenge? Sitting at that Kirk Whalem concert, we're sitting in the front row. My wife leans over and whispers in my ear, and she says to me, this is what we should do. We should start a jazz festival in Milwaukee and have the proceeds go to charity. That's how we honor your parents. And that's how the festival idea was born. And that's why the music piece of it is important, but the philanthropic piece of it is so important as well. Yeah, and I, I was lucky enough to participate a little bit more last year in the festival, just, you know, doing production work, and I got to see some of that firsthand. And it really is, you know, if you look at people's lives and how they put things together and what the universe brings to you, yeah. it's just such a an amazing 
combination of your passion that you've had probably your entire life with music. Yeah, you know, you yeah. know so much about jazz. Yeah. You know so much. And you have this passion and this, you know, this thing that drives you and gets you excited and yeah. gets you through your times, yeah. your hard times, your good times, bad times. Yeah. And then you were able to turn this thing that you love so much into something that's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. not everybody can figure that out. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about God giving us beauty for our ashes, you know, and losing both my folks, like, that was a rough time for me. There were two songs by Kirk Whalem that helped me through those times. That one song, I'll never forget the day that my dad called us all over to the house and gave us his diagnosis. And that it was stage four pancreatic cancer. And I left his home. I went back to my house. I stood in my bathroom in my mirror, and I listened to a song called He's Been Just That Good by Kirk Whalem. And I stood there and, and I cried. And I just cried. I probably cried for, you know, for 10 or 15 minutes just because like, wow, my dad was my hero, right? And so to hear that, you know, to hear that, get that diagnosis that day. But that song helped me. It lifted me. After my mom died, Kirk had done another one of his gospel according to jazz albums. And one of his dear friends was the great jazz pianist, George Duke. And George had passed away. And Kirk wrote and sang a song for George um, called There. And after my mom died, that song There was the song that really lifted me up and really gave me some some peace and was what I wanted to listen to when I was particularly missing her, right? And so now, fast forward, and of course, you lose your parents, you love your parents, and you never stop missing them. But every time we get to give somebody a scholarship, every time I see the smile on the face of some principal whose kids, who didn't know how they were going to get backpacks and school supplies to their kids, who gets this, this bunch of backpacks and school supplies, and I see their smile on their face, or I see some kid, like I have relationships now with kids that we have given instruments to or given grants to their schools, right? And I talk to them, and they, some of them come to the festival, right? And every time I see them, it's more beauty for those ashes. And so, yeah, it's a passion thing. But I think one of the big testaments about it is, too, is that things that are difficult in our life are sometimes used to springboard us into other things that can be beautiful in our lives. Yeah, it's such a beautiful story. And I Thank love you. that your parents stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. Through, through this festival. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're yeah. part of it. They're weaved inside of it. And yeah. that, you know, their memory will stay alive with every single festival that comes through, with every single gift that goes out yeah. to someone. It, it's putting their work and their gifts that they gave to you, you know, putting that out into the world. It's, yeah. it's really, it's really beautiful. And, you know, you can get into the whole level of music, too. Yes. All the things yes. that you said about how music helped you. Yeah. And not only are you giving gifts and backpacks and yeah. scholarships and things like that. But for the people who are able to come and see these world-class acts yeah. in the audience, you know, there's healing and there's beauty yeah, and there's passion there that comes from the music itself. That's right. Because, you know, when people come into the into the event, like, you never know what somebody's going through, right? Like, their time enjoying this music could be relieving them from 
all manner of things. You just don't know, right? And so that's one of the reasons why, like, we want to make it an event. It's more than a concert. It's an event. Like, for us, it's really important that we talk to people. Are you having a good time? Is there anything we can do? I had someone from Buffalo, New York. We were emailing, and he said to me, he's like, I am so surprised that you're so responsive, you know. But I said to him, I said, hey, man, we appreciate the fact that you would come all the way from Buffalo, New York to Milwaukee year after year to support this event. So anything I can do to help you and make your time here more comfortable, I'm going to do that, right? And those are the little things that really matter. But you're right. People are going through the world we live in today is not an easy world to live in, right? And anything we can do to make people smile or laugh for a few minutes, it's awesome. And I got to tell you this. So like last year for the very first time, I remember when my parents were sick. Someone sent to the house a basket. My father was at that time in, in home hospice. Someone sent to the house a little basket. And in that basket was a pair of socks, a blanket, a candle, a book, some snack items. And that, that day was a particularly challenging day in his illness. And I got to tell you, when we received that basket, that lifted my spirit so much. It was I was home with my parents during the home hospice days, right? And a couple of years later, after they had passed away and after we had started the festival, I was thinking one day about just how that touched me. And I came up with this idea. I called a friend of mine who happens to be on the board of Children's Hospital. And I call him Boss Man. And I say, hey, Boss Man, I need your help. I said, I want to do a benefit concert through the festival at Children's Hospital. Because you think about it, kids going through some really serious health issues, right? Like, that's all consuming. Like, I remembered what it was like when my dad was sick, right? But I was a 50-year-old man at that time, right? Not a 12-year-old or an 8-year-old or the parents of a 12-year-old or 8-year-old, right? I was a 50-year-old man at that time. And I know how challenging it was for me, right? So I called my friend and I said, I want to do something at Children's. Can you make a connection with me for a couple of people? So he put me in touch with the right people. And we came up with this idea to do what we call Jazz on the Plaza, a concert for the kids at Milwaukee's Children's Hospital. So what we did last year was the great trumpeter, Lynn Roundtree, and the great saxophonist, Jeff Ryan. I called them and I said, hey, we're doing this benefit concert. Would you come into town early? They were already on the bill for 2023. Would you come into town early and play this benefit concert for us? Without hesitation, they said yes, they were going to do it. So we had this fantastic concert for all the kids and all the families at Children's Hospital, if they couldn't come down to physically see the concert, it was simulcast in their hospital rooms, right? We had 150 gifts of comfort, blankets and toys and games and journals and things that we gave away. There was popcorn and there was lemonade and juice and other snacks for the kids. But I got to tell you, when those kids came down, there was a one young lady who had a brain procedure who came down. She was sitting with her mom, and her face just lit up when the music started. There was a young, another young man who this young man's reality at the time was he was tethered to three medication pumps. So he had a pole, and on his pole were three different pumps pumping three different medications into his body, right? That's how sick this young guy was. He sat down right in the front row from the very first note of music. He big smile on his face. He was bopping his head, tapping his feet, doing the air guitar. And I got to tell you, I, I actually had to walk and walk away because I was so emotionally charged up that I just couldn't stop 
the tears from falling down my face because here we were physically seeing the manifestation of what music can do, you know, and I understand that it was only for an hour or an hour and a half, whatever the length of the show was that day. And I understand that those kids had to go back to whatever their reality was. And those parents had to go back to whatever their reality was. But the fact that we were able to put smiles on their faces for a little while, that meant the world. And that's something we're going to do every year going forward. Yeah, I, I had the pleasure of being there to do some recording. And I saw that young man from the back. And I, yeah, I saw the, you know, the head bobbing and mm-hmm. <laughs> he was having a great time. And he was. I think the parents too, you know, it, yeah. it, the kids are going through so much. And then the caregivers, you know, much yeah. as you were a caregiver for your parents, yep. what you were going through, it's the, you know, I think the parents appreciated as well. Just a little respite. Yeah. I even saw the staff. There were yeah. staff that came and they were so happy. And yeah, yeah, it was probably something really to look forward to. And they, you know, they maybe they didn't know, you know, who the artists were right, and, right, you know, right. their credentials or whatever, but the music was fantastic. Yeah. And they were great, had speech, you know, speeches that they gave to the mm-hmm. kids that were very inspirational. It was, it was a really special, yeah. special time. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the soul of what we do. The music is a big part of it, but the soul of what we do, I think, is so important. So, so yeah, so that, you know, certain now, the party won't stop on Friday after the Kirk Whalum concert, okay? Every night, every Friday, oh, the Friday and Saturday night, I shouldn't say every night because we don't do it on Thursday night, but the Friday and Saturday night of the festival, we have an event that we call the Nightcap. And the, this year it's going to be in the beautiful Monarch Lounge at the Hilton Milwaukee City Center, which is going to be the host hotel for the festival this year. So at 11 o'clock, everybody goes back to the host hotel. And then we have another live band who plays jazz music from 11 to 1. People come to the, to the nightcap, have a drink, grab a bite to eat. Oftentimes, the artists that have played the stage that day will come and hang out with the fans. And so that ends up being a fantastic night. And that's how we end up the Friday night of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. Yeah, that's cool. I think being able to interact, you know, with the performers is fun. Everybody, I've learned this from listening to the folks that come on your podcast. And also I've, I had the good fortune of seeing Whit Marsalis' band. Yeah. And we went to an after party and they were bored. Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to talk to people. Oh, yeah. You know, you think yeah. these artists are so untouchable and, yeah. you know, that they go off and do their things after the show. But sometimes they, they just... You know, they're cool. away from home. Yep. Yep. It's rough being on the road. It and is. they just want to interact with people. They yeah. want to get something to eat and just, you know, be normal for a while before they yeah. got to get back on the bus or fly. Or it's a hard life for musicians. It and is. So I think sometimes they really like those after parties. Yeah. 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 And it's what a great way to like get to see someone up close and personal and ask them questions and kind of get to know them a little bit. Yeah. You, don't, you don't get that at every show you, you go to. You really <laughs> don't. You really don't. Last year, we had Rick Braun close out our Saturday night. And Rick is a trumpet player, for those of you who don't know. And at our nightcap, we had a young man. His name is Nathan Mayfield. And Nathan is a trumpet player as well. So Nathan was doing the nightcap. Rick came in. And Rick was there, hung out and listened to Nathan, right? And when Nathan took a break, Rick went up to him and said, hey, man, I really like your playing, right? Now, I didn't witness any of this, but the next day, I get this super excited phone call from Nathan. Carl, Carl, guess what happened? Rick Braun came up to me, and Rick told me he really dug my playing, man. And we talked about my song and my music, and he asked me if I did originals and yada, yada, yada. And, like— this guy was just like through the moon with excitement, but that is what happened. The artist 
the artists in this genre are so approachable and so cool, right? They do this because they love their music, but they also love the interaction with the fans. And I think last year, I don't think there was not one artist, if, I, if I'm not recalling correctly, I don't think there's one artist that did not come to the nightcap and hang out for a while. And yeah, talk. that's special. That it is, really is. That is special. You don't get that unless you're paying, you know, $1,000 for right. VIP right. treatment where a star comes and just, you know, takes a picture with you and walks away. This is like real interaction you know that you know you're gonna get yeah yeah and and then the folks who stay afterwards those are you know the people who are hardcore you know they want to they want to stay they're they want to finish the night like they just heard this great music you know people who really love music like it it doesn't end at the show you want to talk about it you want to keep feeling it you want to look up oh this reminds me of this song let's look it up on spotify right now do you know this you don't know this song let me play it for you so that's the kind of cool interaction that'll come between fans it is totally. Uh, and you get to you know meet other people who love the same things you love you know different walks of life doesn't matter who you are music brings everybody together and that's a really cool way to kind of get to know who else is there at these after parties. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And you mentioned something else that I want to touch on, Suzanne. You mentioned that you're not paying like thousands of dollars for a VIP experience, right? I got to tell you, one of the things that we have tried to do is we've tried to keep the cost of this event fair for people, right? There are other festivals that I look at all of the other festivals and what people are charging. And some of those festivals are charging $1,000 for a VIP seat and things like that. And one of the things I've seen with some other festivals is that over the years, they've like built it up with really, really good talent and then kind of started making it more about the money than the talent, which we've never done, right? So for us, check this out. A VIP ticket to our event is $179. Whoa. (laughs) What? A VIP ticket includes is a seat in the first seven rows center of the Paps Theater. And if you know that, those are fantastic seats, right? And that's a beautiful theater with great acoustics, right? It includes a free cocktail. It includes access to a VIP lounge where there's snacks. It includes a commemorative lanyard, a commemorative poster, and a photo op with one of the artists. Also, it includes an invitation to an artist Q&A session as well. All of that for $179. But that's just on the VIP side. We have tickets to this event that we have student tickets that we offer for $25 for students. You have to prove you're a student. But we want to introduce jazz to younger people, to high school kids, to college kids. That's why we have a $25 ticket for them. And with that $25 ticket, guess what? They get to come in and they get to see three full-length concerts, which is pretty amazing, right? But then our other tickets are $69.50, $89.50, $99.50, and $129, $129.50. Each one of those tickets comes with a reserve seat in a great theater, and you get to see three full-length concerts for that. So, like, we've really worked hard to try to and we're grateful to our sponsors because we wouldn't be able to do this without our sponsors but to try to make this an event where it's not a thousand dollars to get a vip seat and it's not 400 bucks just to get a seat you know which is kind of where we've seen a lot of concert ticket prices going which is kind of crazy you want anybody to be able to come out and afford this event and have fun 
Yeah, I love the student tickets because there there is a a really strong jazz presence in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, there um, is for youth. There's multiple programs, and and these kids are good and they're interested. Yeah, you know, it's not. I mean, we're talking like high school kids that I've seen come out to oh, not yeah. only your festival but other jazz shows in the community. They're really into yeah. it, and you know, for the genre. I think it's really important to keep young people interested so they keep the music alive and yeah. they, they keep, you know, that's how we get these young artists, you know. That's exactly come right. Come up and, you, you know, they, they bring a whole new element into yeah. the genre. They really do. And that's one of the reasons why we always try to, you know, with some festivals and everybody does things their way, right? And they know everybody has their way of doing things for their own reasons, which I don't know everybody's reasons. But that's one of the reasons why for us, we always want to make sure we're introducing some new young talent as well. And not just always the folks that everybody knows about, but people that we know people are going to know a lot about because they're just that good, yeah. you know? So, so yeah. Now day two of the festival, which is Saturday, August 24th starts with an event that sells out every single year. It's called the fresh coast cruise. And what we do on the fresh coast cruise is it begins at one o'clock and we take people on a beautiful luncheon cruise along the Milwaukee river and Lake Michigan and it includes lunch. There's cocktails available. And of course, there's live jazz on the cruise. And that happens to be just a, the cruise takes two hours. And it is just a beautiful, nice day. We've been blessed. We always have great weather for it. The boat is a beautiful boat that accommodates about 150 people. And every year, like I said, that event usually sells out by May or June, you know, and so that's one thing that we're going to continue to do. We always do that. And, we, you know, I wish we had a larger boat that we could use so we could have more people come, but we'll continue to do that. And it's just such a great time. Everybody who does a cruise says, oh, I got to do it again. Yeah, I, I love all the extras in the festival. You know, you're not just coming. If you're coming in from out of town, I don't know if you're listening to this and you're out of state and you're like, hey, it's in Milwaukee. Why do I want to go to Milwaukee? There are so many extras and f I yeah. mean it is you can make a full weekend out of it yeah, and honestly oh yeah. I'm I'm not from Milwaukee yeah and when I came here all I knew okay they make beer yeah yeah, yeah. I watched Laverne and Shirley growing up like that's all I knew but Milwaukee is a cool cool city yeah and that boat I've been on a boat cruise on Lake Michigan and if you're not from the area you don't know what you're missing yeah. like it's really cool it's a cool city being out on the lake at that yeah. time of year is just awesome. I mean, it's, it's just beautiful. So yeah, folks, folks from out of town, like make a full weekend out of it. They you do. Know, come and hang out and get your hotel and there's so much to do. It's yeah. not just a yeah. show and you leave. That's such a great point. Like for us, that's one of the things we say all the time. It's an experience. It's way more than a concert or a music festival. It's an experience, right? And that's why we add these different events in so that it can be an experience. And you know what? We do it so that you know, you can pick and choose what you want to go to. Everything is a la carte. If you want to come to town and you really want to go to the concerts on Saturday, but you want to do a nightcap on Friday and you want to do the wine tasting on Thursday, you can pick and choose your tickets to do it that way, right? We don't force people to say, well, you got to buy everything, right? And there's enough things. We're centrally located in downtown Milwaukee. And if you've never been to downtown Milwaukee in the summertime, there's a ton of things to do. Like you said, Suzanne, there's great restaurants here. There's great attractions. There's parks. We've got like such a beautiful stretch of accessible Lake Michigan 
that people can go and just hang out, do a picnic in the park over there, whatever you want to do, sit and eat at a nice restaurant over there, go to the art museum. Which the Riverwalk. Right. The, the, the Riverwalk's river walk. so nice. Go see exactly. the Bronze Fonds. Exactly right. <laughs> it's right know? down the street. <laughs> right down the street. So there's tons of things. Like I remember when Najee played our festival a couple of years ago, he came into town early and he was doing a little sightseeing. And he went to, there's a museum here called America's Black Holocaust Museum, right? And Najee went to America's Black Holocaust Museum, and he opened his show that night with his version of the the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. And after the show, I said to him, I said, Najee, was that the plan? Or were you inspired by your trip to America's Black Holocaust Museum? He said, I was inspired by that trip first to open up that one. So even the artists come and they get to do some stuff, right? And they get to check out some of the cool things that Milwaukee has to offer. Yeah, it's a great weekend. There's so many fun things to do. Yeah, it's it's about the music, but yeah. it's about everything. So it's about the more. community. It's about meeting people. It's about, you know, just inspiration and an escape from, yeah. you know, whatever you've got going on at, at, in your yeah. personal life yep. or, you know, at home. And making experiences that you and memories that you'll never forget. Yeah, that's such a big part of it. So concerts on Saturday, August 24th are going to kick off with a very special bonus performance at no additional cost. So every year we started this last year, we know there's a lot of great local talent and we really wanted to make sure that we had local talent be a part of what we're doing with this festival, right? So last year we did an event, we called it the Hometown All-Star Showcase. We had four different acts compete to be named the Fresh Coast All Star, the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival Hometown All Star. And they got a chance to open the festival last year and actually spend time on the stage with these great acts, right? So last year was a fantastic group of young musicians who won this event, a group called Cosmic Endeavors. And those guys lit up the stage. I'm still getting people talking to me about Cosmic Endeavors and talking about how great they were and how happy people were that they got a chance to see them, right? So this year, once again, we're going to open up this time on Saturday night with the winner of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival Hometown All-Star Showcase. That's going to be a local act. That's a bonus performance that you're not paying anything additional for, right? And they're going to spend a half an hour warming up the audience for our slate of Saturday night artists. After the Hometown All-Stars take the stage at 6 o'clock on Saturday, we have a rising talent that we think is soon going to be one of the genre's biggest stars. She cut her teeth playing guitar for Jonathan Butler and Friday night's headliner Kirk Whalen. But trust me, Andrea Lisa is a star in her own right. She had her first big hit this past year with the song Vortex, but I know for a fact, and I remember I had Andrea on the podcast before Vortex was released, and I told her on the show, I said, Andrea, that's going to be a hit. And when it debuted on the Billboard charts, I sent her a text message and I said, I told you it was going to be a hit. And she says, I know you did. I remember, right? So we've watched Andrea for the last couple of years, seen her play many times, and this young lady is the bomb. She's a phenomenal guitar player. She's a great singer. And she's going to open up after the Hometown All-Stars. She's going to take the stage at the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. And you don't get to see Andrea a lot in the States. She just did some shows in New Zealand. She's from New Zealand by way of South Africa. And we got two Kiwis on the bill this year. I don't know how that happened, but it's just because they're good musicians, right? That means we will span the globe to get the great music, though, right? 
And she's going to be, I'm just so looking forward to her show because I think a lot of people are going to be blown away with what she brings to the table. I think that the podcast and the festival have been a great 
you know, almost not, I don't want to say a launching pad because these folks have already been launched, but it's a great way to get them, you know, into the minds of people who haven't heard them before. That's right. That's right. You know, it's a, it's a great way to, you know, especially folks who are coming, you know, from other countries to get them in the States. Hopefully they can find a couple more uh, shows like, you know, around to buffer the festival so they can get their, their money's worth for coming all that way. But it's, it's just a great way to introduce young, new talent who's up and coming. And the folks that you've been able to secure are people who are like skyrocketing yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's one of the things I, I like to pride myself on. And I don't have like, I'm not any smarter than anybody else. I just love the music and I'm always listening to the music. And so I'm always searching out artists, right? And I do think I was blessed with a pretty decent ear to where I can hear a song and know that, ooh, that's a special song, right? So one of the things that I have tried to do is, is I've tried to get some artists and bring some artists in that some people may not be aware of, but that I know have staying power and that are really, really good musicians. A couple of years ago, back in 2021, we brought in an artist, her name is Candace Springs. Candace had already been on Sirius XM Watercolors, and Candace had released a couple of albums by that time, but Candace wasn't like really, really well known on the smooth jazz scene yet, right? We brought Candace to our Fresh Coast Jazz Festival event that year, and I knew that bringing Candace was like, it was a coup for us to get Candace. But I had people come up to me just because they didn't know her that well. She put on a phenomenal show. Like, you want to talk about bringing the roof down. Like, Candace and her band, all-female band, those women were the absolute bomb. Candace is a beautiful singer and a pianist, and a young lady who played drums for her, the young lady who played bass for her. They were all just the top of the top. And I had so many people come up to me asking me, where did you find her? And I kind of chuckled because I didn't find her at all. She's always been here. I just introduced her to our market, right? I just brought her into our market. And now Candace has been back to, that was her first time coming to Milwaukee. She's become a favorite in Milwaukee. She's done other shows with us and others in Milwaukee. And that's one of the things I really pride myself on. I think Andrea is going to be one of those same people, right? I think Andrea is going to be like one of those people that we're going to look back 20 years and say, oh my goodness, I got a chance to see her when she was just kind of getting started. And wow, look at where she is now. So. That's a great thing about festivals, too, because you you have your headliner that's going to bring people in. You know, Mm -hmm. they're familiar with their work and they know what they've done. They've got the Grammy Awards behind their names. But when you, you know, when you have a multi-artist festival, and in this case, a multi-day (laughs) multi-artist festival, you do get to, you know, see some like up-and-comers and get, you know, you get exposed to some new music that maybe you didn't even know was out there. Exactly. Um, so exactly. It's, it's pretty cool. You get like a little bonus. <laughs> we do. We do <laughs> indeed. People you don't know. We do indeed. And so after Andrea Lisa, next up on the bill is an amazing father and son duo that made history last year as the only father and son duo to be number one and number two on any music chart at the same time. The son, Lamech, 
burst onto the scene with a debut song called Motion that went straight to number one and ushered in a fresh new era in contemporary jazz. The father, Quentin Gerard W., has been putting it down for some time, but recently has been a fixture at the chart at the top of the contemporary jazz game. And so we're looking forward to them coming and playing together as father and son. Has a little special meaning for me because a lot of what we're doing here is me tied to my parents and having a father and son duo working together. But yeah, Quentin and Lamech are going to be awesome. So let's take a listen to Broken Promises by Quentin Gerard W. and Co-Motion by Lamech.
I'll tell you, Suzanne, when Lamech released his album, Emergence, which came out recently, I downloaded it right away. And I probably listened to it from stem to stern at least 20 times. And there are two, these two I know are going to be great and going to be something special. They recently played the Catalina Island Jazz Tracks Festival, which is one of the granddaddies of the jazz festivals. Like when you get a chance to play Catalina, like you've kind of arrived. And they recently played as father and son duo and all of the all of the things that I heard and saw on social media, people absolutely love them. So for us to be able to bring them to Milwaukee to the Fresh Coast stage, that's another real coup for us, we think. Yeah, and I, I, I just have to say, I, out of all the podcasts you've done, you know, there's a, a few people who stand out. Mm-hmm. And Lamech was one of them because he he's he's so young yeah. and so yeah. talented. And oh my gosh, what a nice guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I mean, that, those are the people you want to see succeed mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they just, they got it all yeah. and just so nice. So I'm so excited that he's coming here and, and everybody gets to experience yeah. his music. And I'm going to go out on a limb with Lamech a little bit. This young man is somebody who I think that, like Andrea, is going to be someone you look back on and say, wow, I was there at the beginning of this, you know? Like, this young man has... Like, he could be at the level of a George Benson in 20, 30 years, you know? Like, that's how good this kid is. Like, and I call him kid because he's 22 or 23 years old, and he is super young. But the nicest young man you would ever meet loves his craft, and man, puts on one heck of a show. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for him to be here. So since this is our fifth anniversary in 2024, we had to bring the heat to close out Saturday, August 24th. So we're going to play a couple of songs from this person, and I know you're gonna know who he is right away.
So I know by listening to those songs, the first one being Memphis and the next one being Butter, you know that that is the man himself, Boney James. And if you've ever heard Boney, you know it is a straight up party from start to finish. If you haven't seen him, you owe it to yourself to get your tickets now. Um, he just puts on one heck of a show. And every time I go to a Boney James show, there's two things that happen. One, it's crowded. Like, Boney probably sells out more than any other artist in contemporary jazz. So don't sleep on getting your tickets for this show, right? But the other thing is that it is a straight-up party from start to finish. Boney just has this way of moving crowds and getting people to have a good time, let their hair down. So we are super excited. We've been wanting to get Boney on our bill for multiple years, and this year we were finally able to do it. And again, I think it's apropos that we have one of the top artists in this entire genre closing out our fifth anniversary year. And don't forget... After Boney's show, we're all going to go back over to the Hilton Milwaukee City Center in the Monarch Room and hang out and have fun and enjoy the nightcap. So that's the lineup for the 2024 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. That sounds pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. it's, it's always good every year, but that lineup sounds great. Yeah, you're going to get some some folks that are well-known. You're going to get some folks who are kind of up-and-comers. Yeah. I mean, all all the extras. I mean, the cruise, and that sells out. Yeah, it sells out so, every year. Yeah, it sells out you, every year quick. If you want to do the cruise, you got to jump on that. That's right. Um, the after parties. I mean, you don't have to pay for the after parties. Right? No, the after parties are free. Come by and hang, hang out, yep. and you know, talk about what you saw, meet some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and the cool thing too, I've noticed that like something like at after parties, any of the events in general, like. There are groups of people that have met at the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival that have become friends, and now they're coming back together every year. Yeah, right? that's so it's cool. cool. It's like this reunion thing is starting to happen, right? So it's really cool. So yeah, it, that's what we do. We're excited about it. You know, if you want to be there, I got a hookup for you. Since you are a Fresh Coast Jazz backstage podcast listener, if you email me at carl at mkejazz.com, no later than February 15th, 2024, with the name of one of the artists we've interviewed on the Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage Podcast, I will email you back with a code for a 10% discount on your Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. Whoa, tickets, okay? that's cool. So, but I got it. You got to make sure you get me the email no later than February 15th, 2024 to be able to qualify. Okay. But since you listen to the podcast, we want to give you a little bit of a hookup and maybe you're, this is your first time here. Maybe that'll be incentive enough to get you to come and you can get to experience the Fresh Coast vibe by yourself, for yourself, I should say. Wow. That's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a good incentive. Carl, I wanted to ask, like, this is your fifth year. Fifth year. That's pretty exciting. I know you and Nicole put so much time and so much work into this. Do you have like, you know, any like stand out memorable moments over these last five years? You know, wow, that... great question. I do. You know, I would have to say that one of my standout moments was and this kind of happened. It was happenstance when we had Bob James play three years ago, I think it was. And, you know, Bob's an icon, you know, Bob's got 18 Grammy nominations and a bunch of Grammys and like the most sampled jazz artist in the history of hip hop or, you know, like Bob is just an icon. Like if there's a Mount Rushmore of jazz, I think anybody would say Bob James is on that Mount Rushmore, right? So we, it's Thursday night, we get back to the hotel um, from our sponsor event and Bob is sitting, and a couple of his bandmates and his, his manager, Sonny, they're sitting in the hotel lobby. It's probably about 7 o'clock. And so I'll go up and start talking to him. 
And they hadn't had dinner yet. And so I said, oh, you guys want to go get dinner? And they're like, sure. So me and Bob and Michael Palazzolo and Bob's manager, Sonny Abelardo, and my wife and a couple of our friends, we go to get dinner. And we go, a friend of mine owns a fantastic restaurant in Milwaukee called Calderon Club, my buddy Gino. We go to Calderon Club. We sit, we eat, we have some wine, we break bread, we talk. And it was like we had known each other forever. It was just the coolest, most chill time. And since that time, we've endeavored to try to have a dinner, if we can, with artists that are in town, just because we know they're on the road. We know they don't get to hang out and just take it easy a lot. And they're in hotels and show them a good time in our town. We'll take them to. And my friend Gino always puts on the Ritz for everybody. He's just the that's the kind of guy he is anyway. But he always makes sure he comes by the table. He makes up something special. And the food is always great there. So that was one of the real standout experiences where I felt like after Bob left, I felt like we had been friends forever, you know, and and Sonny and Michael and just the greatest people. So that's one of the cool things about it for us. That's awesome. And so yeah. what do you, after all that work, because I've seen you guys put so much work, not only in, you know, preparing, but the days of the event themselves, yeah, you guys yeah. are just running around, yeah, yeah. making sure everything, you know, runs on schedule, like yeah. clockwork. What do you guys do when it's over? Yeah, I tell you, <laughs> sleep. <laughs> it's about, literally, it takes me about a week of sleep to to really kind of to get back to normal. And that's what I try to do. But you know what? It's such a labor of love. And it's something we just love, enjoy doing. It, it's our passion. So doing it is, you know, it doesn't feel like work ever, you know, after it's all over for the year, then it's kind of like, okay, decompress for a little while. But then I'm pretty anxious about getting right back at it. Yeah, you know? yeah, so. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a, you know, it, it takes up a lot of time, but it's something yeah. you love to do. And, it's a labor and of love, just no doubt. The, uh, you know, I'm sure when it's over, just to take a deep breath and yeah. say, hey, look, look what we did. Yeah, exactly this right. Great. Look exactly at all right. these people. And I'm sure there's tons of stories that you have of, fun things that happen yeah. and cool experiences and people meeting each other and no doubt. the feedback you get, like the email that you got about, you know, the conversation at the after party. Yeah. So that must feel feel really, really good for you. It does. And I, I know it, it takes a lot to put this together and, and you do have some sponsors that have we been do. helping you year after yeah. year who've been there from the beginning and just passionate about what you do and, and really wanting to make the scholarships happen, the support yeah. for schools. It really wouldn't happen without those spots. Without, first, without our board of directors, our board, advisory board. Like We have some wonderful people on our board, Mary Baker and Matt Anton and Elmer Moore and Guy Madison and Tim Patterson and Dr. Jen Peterson and Rob Engel and my wife, Nicole, and myself, who this does not happen without those people and their tireless work and commitment to making this happen. From a standpoint of sponsors, we've got some fantastic sponsors, a whole host of fantastic sponsors. One that comes to mind right away is Laffey Leitner and Good, a law firm in town. They were the very first organization that sponsored this event. We were just an idea. And they said, you know what? We're going to do your legal work for you pro bono, but we're also going to be a sponsor, right? U.S. Bank is a sponsor. Town Bank and Wintrust Financial is a sponsor. BMW has been a sponsor for the last several years. The Business Council sponsors our VIP lounge, and every year they buy a block of tickets for their people in addition to being a sponsor, right? We have so many other sponsors that I'm probably not Old National Bank, Educators Credit Union, some of them that I'm maybe not remembering all of them right now. Visit Milwaukee was a an in-kind sponsor 
last year with us, American Financial Services. And we have some sponsors who have been sponsoring us since our inception who want to remain nameless. They just want to help. They give us support every year, but they just want to help. And I wish I could say their name, but they told me, no, no, you, I don't, I, we don't want you to tell our name, but we're going to continue to support you. So Yeah, well, we at Podcast Town, we've been really happy to be and part of this. It's Town. super Absolutely. exciting to be part of it, you know, yeah, kind of behind yeah. the scenes, get well, to see what happens. You guys have been a big deal in terms of helping us to, to build this brand, so we couldn't have done it without you guys. Yeah, it's been cool. And I, I just want to mention one more thing. I know we've talked about the story of how this was the festival came about. We've talked about your parents. I had the pleasure of being at the sponsor dinner where the scholarships yeah. were passed out. And I know there was a new one yeah. with your wife and it was the backpacks. Yeah. So that's a great one. You know, my, my mother-in-law passed away about a year or so ago and it was really, my mother-in-law was a teacher and she was a voracious reader and she wanted all kids to read. She wanted all kids to be educated. And so we started another initiative in her honor, and we call it Beverly's Backpacks. And so one of the things that we do each year now is that we identify a school or schools, and we provide backpacks full of school supplies to those schools or those students at those schools. We find out what they need, and we go out and get that, and we, we give those to those schools. And sometimes, you know, when you think about it, like especially a young kid, you know, like uh, that first backpack is a big deal, right? And there are some parents out there who may be struggling trying to figure out how am I going to get my kid their backpack, you know, and for us to be able to take that pressure off of somebody, that's a huge thing. But that's all because of one, our desire to give back to the community, but two, because Beverly, my, my mother-in-law, that's who she was. She wanted everyone, every kid to be educated. And so that's another thing that we do. And I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. This festival is, it's cool, <laughs> which is yeah. great. I mean, music is cool. But there's just so much. It's just deeper yeah. than it's deeper than music. It's even deeper than you know the scholarships and, yeah. and giving back to the community. I mean, it's part of you guys. Yeah. And just the way you've honored your parents and your family, and you know, keeping their memory alive and what they've done yeah. for the community. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really beautiful. Just the Thank whole you. the whole thing. I Thank mean, it's you. a it's a great weekend jam-packed yes, with activities yes, and is. cool stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's a great lineup. Awesome. Well, we are too. So everybody, you can get your tickets at freshcoastjazz.com. Set the dates, August 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. We want to see you there. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage.